Hi everyone and welcome to Talking Tesla. This is the official podcast of the Tesla Resource Center at Concordia University. I'm your host, Sivan. In this podcast, we interview ESL teachers, learners, specialists, and students in their studies to become teachers. Welcome to the show. So today we have another short story for you all about the importance of sticking to your boundaries. As teachers, we know how crucial it is to set boundaries and have your expectations be super clear to your students, but sometimes it can be difficult to enforce them, especially in high pressure situations. So today I'm joined by Yvette, who is an alumna of the B.Ed program. After finishing her degree, she taught in elementary, kindergarten, and adult ed, and she's here to share a very confrontational moment she had when teaching adult learners and what she learned from that moment. So hi, Yvette. Thank you so much for joining today. Is there anything in the introduction I missed? Anything you want to add? Hi, Sivan. Thank you so much for having me. No, that was that was perfect. Uh, thank you very much for uh, the introduction. Very complete. Excellent. So tell us what happened. Paint us a picture. So I was maybe 24, 25. I was living in LA and I had found this job. It was an adult school associated with Laverne University. They had English classes that lasted a month. So for example, let's say a vocab class, uh, vocab 103 that lasted an entire month. And then if you wanted to graduate to vocab 104, uh, that would be the following month. So each class was one month at a time and they had students from all over the world and they were all adults. Uh, so they would have, when I was there, they had students from Brazil, Spain, Ecuador, Saudi Arabia, and the students from Saudi Arabia were guards of the prince. So I think there was, there was a prince there and then it was his guards that came to the States to learn English. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh-huh. of course the prince was paying for their classes. They had to follow rules yeah. if they wanted to stay there. Otherwise they would be sent back. Right. It was, it was a really nice experience. The students were uh, very happy to be there. We had chats about life because they were adults too, right? It's, it's fun to interact with other adults from different countries. Mm-hmm. I was in, uh, which class was I teaching? I don't remember which class, but I remember there was a computer. Mm-hmm. It was a big class of maybe 40 students, 40 adults. And this man uh, from Saudi Arabia was, he kept using his phone and it's school policy not to use your phone in class. And we all know how that works, right? When someone breaks a rule, when a student breaks a rule, no matter what the age, we're like, ooh, what do I do? <laughs> totally. No, that's, that's tough because it's true. Like at the beginning, you, you set your boundaries and you set the rules and you make it super clear. Yes. You're like, no phones in class. You can't use your phone. And then it really is when they break the rules, that's when everything kind of either falls into place or doesn't fall into place. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It all depends on you, on how the teacher deals with it. And then everyone else is looking, right? Everyone yes. else is taking notes. Mental notes. Okay, how's the teacher going to deal with this? Yeah. So he pulls out his phone for a first time, mm-hmm. and I come up to him. So there was a large desk where the teacher was. So I really go around. I go see him, and I'm like, hey, you're not supposed to use your phone in class. Could you please put it away? Mm-hmm. So I'm being very discreet. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. So he puts it somewhere, I don't know, his pocket, or he puts it away. And then we keep going. A few minutes later, he pulls it out again. And he's texting and he's, he's in front of me. I mean, not too close, but he's in front of me. I didn't want to go around for a second time because I had done it the first time. So I'm still discreet. I'm still whispering. I'm looking at him and, and I sign, I go, 
please put your phone away. I have to mark you late because that was the school policy. Right. So you could mark the student late. And then uh, if you give another warning, you mark the student absent. And that actually affects their attendance and grade. And I think it was, if I remember correctly, if they got three absences, then they didn't pass the class. Okay. And if they don't pass a class, well, then that's reported to whoever's paying, right? Yeah, what a waste of money. <laughs> so he gets agitated and he's like, okay, okay, you know, and he puts it away. And then again, <laughs> he takes it out again. Wait, this is all in the same class? Like all in, in the, the same, same class. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He takes it again a few minutes later. I don't remember how long later, but he pulls it out again. And at this point, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're absent. And you said you said that to him explicitly. Yes, I said, I'm sorry, you're absent now. I will mark you absent. Right. I take out the sheet, the attendance sheet, and I'm literally writing absent. Uh, I really wanted him to see what I was doing. Yeah. He loses it. He's like, I was messaging my wife. I mean, of course, his English wasn't, you know, it was a little bit different. But he goes, I was messaging my wife back home. Uh, I was, I was just talking to see how she was doing. Um we don't get to talk all the time. I, I go, I understand. Mm-hmm. I have family in Canada. Mm-hmm. Do I take out my phone in the middle of the classroom to see how my family's doing in Canada? No, it's not professional. Right? Just as it's not professional for me, it's not professional for you and for the rest of the class. It's not very respectful for everyone else. Okay. Wow. Really tried to keep my cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wait, so in that moment, I guess before you you really you marked him absent there, what was going on in your head? Like was there was there kind of this like debate or were you were you more like um no, this is the rules and I know exactly what I have to do and I have to stick with it or or like what were you do you remember like what you were feeling in that moment? Yeah. Totally. I definitely definitely remember. Mm-hmm. Um I remember feelings a lot, like throughout experiences in my life. So I remember feelings. Mm -hmm. So because I had told him the consequence in the previous step, right? Mm -hmm. So the first step was me going to see him and being like, just put your phone away, please. Don't don't use it in class. And then the second time uh, I had asked him, I told him I I have to mark you um, late. And I said, if you don't put it away, I'll have to mark you absent next time. So because I had warned him, Mm. In my head, there was a split second where I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I'm like, well, I have no choice. Yeah. I told him yeah. that this would be the consequence if he right. continued. So I'm like, I really can't back down. Right, 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 right. So it really so helped me. I see. So it's the yeah. fact that you you made the consequences clear before. Like that really set the path for you of what you had to do. Exactly. Yeah. And he knew what to expect, right? When he did it the second time, he knew that, okay, she's marking me late. And she told me, if I do it again, I'll be absent. Like, it was explicit. So right. I knew what to expect. Okay. Ah, there's Okay, there's so much to unpack in that one moment. Because, I mean, I, I've been there, but obviously it's so different, you know, whether you're teaching teenagers or adult learners or kids, like how you would approach, for example, something like that, like A, devices in the classroom, right? And B, a student confronting you mm-hmm. about what you're doing and it's I think it's especially well it's each age has its difficulty there but with adults there's something really really I think threatening about yes. that especially yes. 
And it was a man. He was maybe in his mid-40s. And I was like 24, 25. Right. I was intimidated for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So so what happened after the tantrum, after that confrontation? That must have been a pretty scary moment. After I had taken my attendance sheet and I told him that he was now absent on my attendance sheet, I think I had mentioned it. So he, he started telling me why he was doing it. He was messaging his wife. I told him it was not professional and not very respectful of the class either because I could be doing that too. And that's not very respectful towards everyone else. Right. Um, so then he got up, he started yelling, like screaming and pointing his finger at my face. He was, he was like this. I know oh people God. can't, can't see, but I'm pointing at Sivan. So he was pointing his finger at me and, and really he wasn't speaking loud. He was yelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, you're a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just messaging my wife. This is not acceptable. Or I mean, in his words, it was something like, this is not okay. This is not good. Uh, I can't believe this is happening. So he was just yelling out anything he could. All I'm saying, the only words that are coming out of my mouth are, please leave the classroom. Please leave the classroom. Please leave the classroom. I'm not saying anything else, wow. not responding to anything. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it lasts for a little while. It lasts a few minutes. And then he he does leave the class. And all of us are just in shock in the classroom. We're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we took a few minutes. We couldn't continue the class straight away, obviously, because everyone was in shock. Yeah. So we just kind of took five minutes to take a breath and see what happened and just relax mm-hmm. and other students were comforting me they're like miss you did a good job i'm like oh thank you i'm like i'm very s- stressed out right now my heart is beating really fast but wow. i said i'm happy i was calm yeah um so we were just there together everyone was was shocked and then within the 5 minutes that we were calming down i called the front desk and i explained what happened and they said yes he's actually here Okay. So I said, great. Um, what do I do? They said, finish the class and then we'll see each other after. I said, okay. So then we finished the class. I go see admin mm-hmm. and they said, we're going to talk to him again when he cools down. But he was really frustrated. Uh, they said, it looks like he's going to be expelled, but we're going to talk to him again and we'll see what happens. So of course I explained my side of the story. Some stu- I didn't ask any of my students to go see admin but some students went to see admin and they explained what they saw (laughs) oh really yeah Uh yeah yeah and uh yeah he was he was expelled the next day we found out that he was expelled from the school and sent back home that's intense yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that's really intense so from this really confrontational moment I guess like what what did you what did you learn from it I definitely learned that I have to stick to my boundaries like we said at the beginning yeah Um, it's very difficult sometimes when we feel intimidated whether it's because of age or experience or the environment or the personality of a student it does happen that we feel intimidated as teachers and it's so, so, so important to stick to our boundaries, to stick to our expectations. It's also important to mention them at the beginning of a class. I'm saying not every class, not every time you start a class necessarily, but you know, when you, when you begin a class at the very beginning of a semester or a session to mention your expectations and to explain what the consequences could be. And sometimes um, after that, I taught in a high school in LA and 
I would mention my expectations at the very beginning of each class mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes before an activity. So my expectations for this activity are that you speak at a level one, which is whispering, um, that you stay seated or, you know, so on and so forth. So um, to be clear with your expectations all mm-hmm. the time, clear with the consequences and stick to your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, it can be tough to know at what point does the consequence come into effect? Because like in this situation, you did give him a warning, mm-hmm. right? Like you did give him, what was it? There were two chances there, right? And then it was basically that third time we were like, okay. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So do you think there's like a rule for this? Like give them a bit of a warning and then at this point you enforce the consequence? Or do you think it's like, what does it depend on really? That's such a great question. Personally, I, I think it's important to mm-hmm. give some kind of leeway at the beginning. When I give a warning, my first warning is always without a consequence. Mm-hmm. Without a consequence being like, I'm not going to mark the student absent or ask to leave the classroom or anything. I'll just be like, hey, this behavior is not proper right now. I expect you to do this and this. Mm-hmm. Could you do that, please? Yeah. And then if the student continues with the behavior, then I go, well, this is what's going to happen. Or if you want, even from the first, from the initial warning, you can say, you know, if you do this behavior again, I'll have to do this and this. And then the second time comes and then you go, well, you know, I told you that I would be, there would be a consequence. So here's the consequence. I do expect you to continue your work to do this and this. If it continues, that's, you know, then there's another consequence to that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just interesting because I, I know I've been in that I've been in in very similar situations where at the beginning, you're like, it's the first time I should probably be a little bit lenient, but then you have to really draw that line somewhere. So I think what you said makes a lot of sense of having the consequence be really, really clear. Yes, absolutely. Yvette, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. My pleasure. Thank you very much for for asking me to share uh... A real experience, a real story. (laughs) Very real, very real and relatable. So thank you. The Talking Tesla podcast is a feature of the Tesla Resource Center at Concordia University. We offer support to BEd students and recent grads just beginning their teaching careers. We have a mentorship program, a Moodle page full of resources for teachers, and of course, more episodes of Talking Tesla. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or our website at www.concordia.ca forward slash Tesla.